Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 93 of Getting It Out Podcast. That was Spitback with Inside. They're a band from Greece. And uh, they, they're a little new metal, a little hardcore, little, uh, what do we call it? We'll call it whatever you want. It's uh, ag- aggressive music, maybe? I don't know. But uh, hey, they sent that track to me uh, at my email, gettingitoutpodcast at gmail.com as a music submission. So I play it on the podcast. And you yourself can do the same thing. You should check them out. They are from... Um, somewhere in Greece, I, w- I would try to say the name of the place, but I'm going to say it all wrong, so I'm not going to bother. I can tell you that I used to live in Greektown, Baltimore, though, and I bet it's uh, entirely different than uh, than Greek than than Gr- Greece in general. Like in Greektown in Baltimore, basically it was just a lot of overweight women that wore pajamas 24/7. You know, they didn't have a lot of initiative, I suppose, and they used to fight in the middle of the street about nothing. But they would <laughs> the family disputes in the middle of the street all day long. It was wonderful. I remember one time I came back from the library with my daughter, <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm not just making this story up to make it sound like I came from somewhere good. We, we were literally at the library and came home, and uh, she was real little though, and I, I parked in front of my house, and then we just sat in my car, and I tried to distract her as they were wheeling the body bag out of my neighbor's house. Now, I, I've never heard anything, so I'm sure it was natural causes or something uh, unalarming, but still... That, that was Greek town, Baltimore. You know, uh, I don't miss it. Rat infested place. But, you know, there's a little nostalgia there. Anyway, that has nothing to do with Spitback. You should check them out. They're from Greece. Again, I said that many times. The song was called Inside. Not sure which album it's on. Uh, but check them out. Look them up anywhere uh, anywhere you, you, you feel so inclined. I'm sure it's all on Spotify. Anyway, on to this episode. This episode, I got Marty Cole. He, uh, he, he sings for the band. Sing. Sing's a strength word. He doesn't sing for any bands. He does vocals for uh, for the band Arcline. He also plays, I think, bass in Hoods. But mostly we're talking about Arcline. And they get a record that drops today, if you're, if you're listening to this as it comes out, today, November 1st. Um, it's called Gateway Drugs. It's out on Upstate Records, uh, who we've, we've all known to be the new most reliable record label out there. So uh, when you're done with this, go listen to that. Put a couple tracks in here. You know the drill by now. How about uh, we listen to the greatest rap music of all time? Uh, that also, uh, I, I hold on. I, I wait, 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 wait. We can't get, we can't get too far ahead of ourselves because I was thinking as I get to episode 100, I really need to do a a reset at 100. I really do need new music at episode 100. I'm not necessarily asking you to do it for me. Because nobody will, right? I'm not that naive. I figured that out here. I, I can't make requests from you listeners. You don't do shit, right? You just you just use me anyway. Um, I need to I need to, I need to get rid of this rap song as much as I love it, and I'm sure you do too. It's just not uh, it's not relevant anymore. My 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 uh, my rhymes don't make sense to people who listen to the podcast now because it's not it's not like that anymore. Maybe maybe though I should just change the show back into what it was i don't know we'll see maybe a little bit of both who knows anyway here's that rap song let's go dark satellite media you know when i started doing a podcast i thought i found my calling but there's something more there's a little something more i think i can reach into i got a little more in me i need to get it out just like the podcast it's getting it out rap song from the getting it out podcast and it feels powerful. I think you feel it too. I think you feel it too. But there's certain things that need to be said. 
Cause I was thinking about it a lot lately What exactly was I was thinking about? We'll have to break it down here Just a little bit for you I was sitting at home trying to relax When I realized a podcast needs a rap It sound way better when they thought back But I gotta spit quick on these Amish cats For big horns of shit on rumble strips Zep sits back with a hundred kids But I know how shallow that gene pool is So what did he do with his cripple kin? How do you tell the time at night When the sun don't shine on the dial bright While Bon Scott's lives the hard rock life Singing on the streets underneath the lights I got grocery lists of shit I don't like Gonna run them by old Mike on ice And like cops step a day with the butt drug tips This podcast will flip your lids so that's what I sing about on the song for the podcast. It's getting it Okay, so here we are, getting into the episode, drinking a Sweetwater 420 strain Mango Kush Wheat Ale. What is that? That's like a, a weed and beer combination. I don't know why they started combining weed with beer, because um, you only get the beer out of it. You get the smell of marijuana, but not the taste. Or it's, I guess there's the taste in there, too, but you don't get any of the effects of it, which is fine. That's perfect. I can't mix those two. That's disastrous. I remember trying to do that in the past. Always vomit. Always. All, listen, always vomited i remember one time uh somewhat recent history let's say 2015 uh there was a slumlords reunion at the auto bar in baltimore and i was drinking pretty heavily and then i went outside and a friend of mine was smoking a joint and i thought i'll take a hit of that joint yes i will so i did i took a hit of that joint yes i did and then i got a ride home and then i vomited in front of my house for just a brief clip you know just to get it all out it happens to the best of us i suppose and it happened to me um I, I wish I had a cooler, I wish I had a cooler, like, lie about that stuff, like, like, uh, not necessarily to be deceitful, but just to, for a better story, and that, that remind, I thought about that the other day, because I saw, I saw, I saw this, this accident, this car accident on my way to work, and it was very clearly high school students, because it was right near the high school, and they, this kid, I mean, there's no way he didn't just uh, run into the guardrail because he was looking at his phone or texting because there was no other way. They, you, there w- it wasn't a turn. It wasn't a, anything. It was like the only way that you wreck the way this guy wrecked is because you run into a guardrail because you're texting and not paying attention. And all the cars behind him were backed up too. You know, they all had, like bumped into each other. Fender bender shit. But because they're teenagers, they have no idea what to do. So they have like basically traffic stopped coming the other, re- other direction. And they're standing there and they're on their phones. And I saw that and I immediately started thinking, I wonder what lies they're telling right now. What lies they're all agreeing to tell and nobody's going to call each other out on um, because they don't want to all say that we were all looking at our phones. So we just made this stupid, stupid as shit collision and now traffic's backed up. And also, idiots, you can just drive to school and then report the accident. You don't have to. You don't have to back up all this fucking traffic. It was, it was ridiculous. It was clearly like a teenager accident. Anyway, and I started thinking about like when you're kids and you tell these stupid lies and nobody calls each other out on it because it's just more fun to lie to each other and uh, make up these stories. I, see, calling them lies feels feels uh, feels wrong because it's not. It's just they're tales, I suppose. They're just the tales. I remember 
I had these neighbors. I had I had two neighbors who were significantly younger than me. Say I was 13, they were 7, maybe, you know, 6, 7, 8. And uh, these, these two kids, their names were Nate and Neil. They lived right across the street from each other, and they lived directly beside me. Um, they, 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 were, they were hilarious. They, they, had, they used the worst language for children. Um, they sat around, and they did crazy stuff. They would, they would throw dog turds at people. They would tell each other lies. They would throw dog turds and lie to each other was basically what they did. And I, I remember listening the one time, and Nate's telling Neil that over the weekend, he went to this nude beach, and he saw this lady with big boobs. And Neil's just like, yeah, man, that must have been awesome. He's like, there's no way. That seven-year-old Neil believes seven-year-old Nate that he was at a he was at a nude beach and saw a lady with big boobs that were awesome. That didn't happen, and I heard it too. I know it didn't happen. Nobody called little Nate out on that. We're gonna let him have that lie, because what's the point? What else are we gonna tell each other? What were we gonna tell each other then? What were those kids gonna? T- I say this like I was in the conversation. I swear to God, I was just passing by. I wasn't hanging out with two seven-year-olds talking about nude beaches. I was twelve or thirteen, so I was either into either into Charles Barkley or skateboarding. Depends what year. Those were my two paths. Anyway, so I just thought it was funny that we, we don't do that as adults. Now we're like, you're fucking lying. Everything is like, you're lying. You're lying. You're lying. You're lying. Always trying to catch each other in lies. When we were kids, we just let each other lie to each other, no matter how stupid. So I, I, I got to start remembering that as long as uh, there's no ill intent and as long as it doesn't uh, hurt other people, then I don't give a shit if someone's lying to me. Not to mention, uh, Jeffrey Epstein did not kill himself. Um Anyway, did you ever see, did you ever notice how big Kazakhstan is? That's just another thought I had recently. Did you ever, did you ever look how big that country is? Kazakhstan, that's a big country. Like, like I'm not saying it's like Nebraska big. I'm saying it's like six Nebraska's big. Kazakhstan, you didn't know that, I bet. I bet if I were to ask you, what are the biggest countries on planet Earth, you would probably say, um, A, Russia. Everybody knows that. And then you'd be like, probably Canada. There's a lot of space in there. And then you might say, like, United States, but that's mostly due to to Alaska, so that's a little deceiving. And then there's, like, Brazil's pretty big, India's pretty big, Australia's pretty big, whatever. But you would have missed Kazakhstan. You would have, all right? I know you would have. China's also big. But you would have missed Kazakhstan. It's in the top five, I think. Maybe it's top ten. I don't know. But it's a big country. That's all. It's like six Nebraskas, like I said. One Kazakhstan, six Nebraskas. I don't know. How big's Nebraska? Who cares? No one ever goes to Nebraska. Except for some people. <laughs> some people do, I guess. Some people live there. Fuck Nebraska. Anyway, let's get on to my conversation with Marty Cole. He, uh, as I mentioned in the intro, sings for the band Arcline, and they got Gateway Drugs dropping today, and you need to check it out. It's out on Upstate Records. Let's, before we jump into this episode, or this interview, play the song Johnny Cage, which they just released a video for. So check out this song, and then uh, check out my conversation with Marty.
What's up, Marty? What's How you going doing? with you, brother? Not much. Uh, you know, I was just watching uh, watching some basketball myself, but uh, let's do this now. How a little doing? b-ball action, dude. I mean, I'm, I'm doing all right, man. Honestly, I'm uh, man. I was I just got back from tour over in Europe last week, and man, I caught a little bit of the van sickness the last couple of days that I was there, so kind of brought that back with me, and then just feeling kind of. Pretty jet lag overall, honestly, man. So uh, I, I'm not feeling 100, percent which I apologize for. But, uh, That's, but I'm stoked to talk to you, bro. <laughs> uh, good, good, because and that that you know that already answers uh, my first question because uh, I don't know if you've listened to to the podcast before. And it's okay if you haven't, but uh, this goes along with most of my first questions. So my first question was going to be, "What the fuck is your problem?" But clearly, I I hear. It's jet lag. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, dude. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it for sure, man. Uh, you know, being over in Europe for three weeks, I, you know, I, I, you know, the, I, I definitely adjusted to that time. So then coming back here to the West Coast is fucking me over right now, honestly, bro. And then, of course, we have the stupid time change this weekend over here. Um, oh, we got it too over here. Oh, okay. Because I know there's some places. I know there's some places where it doesn't really apply towards, but uh, so I'm. So that's gonna fuck me up even more. So I'm just like, uh, you know, whatever, man. Yeah, but it, this it is, is what it is. This is the good one, right? This is the one where we get to go back. Agreed, hundred percent right. agreed. So, yeah, we get that. We get that little extra hour, which will definitely help. But just for my biological fucking clock that's going on inside of me right now, bro, it's just like it's it's basically saying it's it's asking me what is my problem because it, it's. It's so much, so much difference going on. The, the what do they call that? The circadian rhythm. Yeah, exactly. Look exactly. At us. We're fucking scientists here, aren't we? Look at that, bro. I like that. Yeah, yeah. So you were, you were over. I mean, we'll, we'll, we were going to get to this eventually, I'm sure. Anyway, but you were over in Europe doing a tour with Hoods, correct? That is correct. Yeah, we were over there for just about three weeks, man. How'd that go? How's how's Europe feel about Hoods? You know, man, Europe fucking loves hoods um uh, you know we've been i you know it's not the first time we've been over there we, we the last time we were there was in 2014 so it has been a, a few years since the last time we were over there but uh you know hoods, hoods definitely has a good following out there um you know they've they, they put out a couple of albums on ice cream records which used to be a uh um i feel like it was kind of more of a european based label oh yeah uh, for sure had, yeah um, I think I'm trying to remember his name, Lawrence or Lawrence, who, who ran that label. Um, um, yeah, so yeah, Europe's definitely familiar with hoods, and you know, hoods loves fucking Europe. They love all the bread and cheese and shit that you get over there. <laughs> <laughs> a lot well, of bread and cheese, bro. Especially if you're vegetarian, man. A lot of a lot of bread and cheese for sure. Is that is that like the only option as a vegetarian? Bread and cheese. I'm not a vegetarian, so it does not apply to me. But I'm just curious. Oh, so you would be loving it over there. No, you know, to, to be honest with you, Dan, um, Europe is actually very, uh, they're, they're ahead of the game on the vegetarian and the, the, the vegetarian and vegan tip out there as the, as the way they pronounce it out there. But, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're ahead of the game, man. And honestly, I've had some of the best 
uh, vegetarian and vegan dishes from Europe specifically, um, especially in Germany, man. They're really big on those vegan soups um, that are just amazing. Um, so, I mean, you know, I, I joke around and say the bread and cheese thing because a lot of the times, you know, I feel like that you get it's a lot of times like the spread's going to be some bread, some cheese, some meat. Um, so, you know, when you're vegetarian, you don't got that meat option. You just eat a lot of bread and cheese, man. So, is, so are you, you a know, vegetarian? Is it, is this why it's part of I am vegetarian. Yeah. Yes, sir. I am vegetarian. Is that a, is that like a lifelong thing or is this a new endeavor? I wouldn't say it's a lifelong thing. I mean, I've probably been vegetarian now, I think for like a solid seven or eight years now. So it's, it has been, a, it's been, it's been a little bit of a thing for sure, but I, you know, I used to enjoy meat. Um, you know, there's certain things that, you know, these science, these scientific labs can, they can try and emulate, but yeah. uh, there's certain things that they can't, you know? Right. Um, um, like, like, you know, and people always ask me, oh, like, what do you miss the most? What do you miss the most? And, um, you know, aside from just a fucking burger, I mean, but they've gotten, I mean, obviously they came, you know, they've taken some, some big strides on the scientific tip with, uh, with the burgers nowadays. But, uh, but the one thing, the one thing the fake meat that can't really touch, man, is a, is for me, it's fucking ribs, bro. <laughs> Straight rib, ribs, that meat off the bone, man, there's really nothing like it. And uh, there's nothing that they've been able to make that is even similar to it. Except for there's this one place in LA that uh, has a, they have a vegan McRib, if yeah. you can uh, think of that. And it's, it's actually phenomenal. <laughs> Like the one, it's the one barbecue vegan vegetarian thing that I've actually found that that is actually pretty comparable. Uh, but but yeah, man, no, I, I've been vegetarian for for a while now. So, but I used to love me some meat, man. Don't get me wrong. What well, did you did you did you power up and combine that with straight edge? No, I did not. I did not do the power up. Uh, I've actually, you know, I'm not straight edge. I've never been straight edge. Um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a pothead to be honest with you, man. I've been I've, smoking I've, weed for almost for the longest got, time. So, I've, I've, I, well, that you know, my, you know, this was going to be my last question, but um, I think I'm just going to make it my uh, second first question because I already had one. So this is my other first question. Um, since we just got to the subject already, uh, what's better, pot marijuana or aliens? <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, I mean, I guess it depends on depends on the kind of vibe you're trying to you feel out. You know, I mean, I feel like you know, pot marijuana is is going to put you in a certain vibe. You know, it's probably not going to space you out like the way aliens would, though. So, um, <laughs> literally, I mean, if if I I mean if I had my choice, I mean, I'm always going to choose the the natural remedy with which is the herbals. You know, but but I'm sure the aliens got some. Crazy That's pretty shit natural too. too. Alien, aliens are pretty natural. Well, I mean, you know, we're just, we're not familiar with the types of, you know, alien remedies that they have, because they could probably have some outer spaceship that is, you know, obviously on a whole different level that we wouldn't even understand or comprehend. What if it was weak? What if, like, alien drugs were, like, like, uh, <laughs> mids? <laughs> <laughs> well, then I, then I can understand why then I can understand why they're trying to fucking That's, you know come up in come up in our realm and yeah. get, get on the stuff we have because <laughs> I mean obviously uh, you know I don't know if you've ever been out to California and particularly but uh, you know out here in Cali we uh, we have some of the the best cannabis on the planet. Especially I know you guys opinion. are a lawless land. No, I'm in Pennsylvania where where we still are living by God and government over here. So. 
So okay. Okay. Yeah, we're we're still. Uh, I don't I don't know what the what the correct term is, but no, I don't know what it's like. I've never experienced. <laughs> I've never experienced the freedom of California, well, don't Colorado. Worry, you, know, I, you know, I tell people this, so man, don't worry. The world is catching up, bro. I mean, you see it. I mean, you see it everywhere where it's becoming a larger conversation. And, uh, you know, obviously there's countries already that have legalized it rec- recreationally on their front. So well, you know, our, the, world, our, the world the world is eventually going to catch up. Our, our governor is actually pushing for it here. But because it's Pennsylvania, who knows if it'll work. But, uh, you know, yeah. the, the majority of people around here voted for Trump, too. So, you know, what are we going to do? Are we going to get marijuana <laughs> or are we going to get, you know, who knows? But, right, you, right, you know, right, right. None of these things that we've talked about or why we're talking right now. I, I, I'm, I'm, well, they, 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 you know, they do have a. I feel like they all have a part to play in it, though. Well, sure. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Then we'll then it'll be a, a gentle segue into your other band. Arc, uh, first of all, how do I say this correctly? Because I think I say it correctly, but it's not a word, as far as I can tell. So you tell me what your band is called. Well, we're called Arcline. Yes, okay, um, that was exactly. It, it, yeah, you, you, I feel like yeah, you were you were definitely on the right direction. Uh, you just needed to speak it up, bro. Um, yeah, <laughs> I got nervous. Arcline. I got nervous because, like I said, I don't feel like it's a real word, and that makes me very curious and suspicious. <laughs> it's definitely a real word. It's definitely a real word for sure. Just I feel like it's not a a, a mainstream type of term that that is recognizable to most. It's in like the other Webster's. Dictionary. Yeah, no, 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 really. Like, <laughs> it's like whoop, whoopsters. No, no, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe we need to check up Urban Dictionary. Yeah, what they got to say about it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, well, we, we, I do want to talk. I want to talk to you about Arcline and your record Gateway Drugs is coming out upstate on this week, right? On Friday, November first. That's correct. Yeah, Friday, November first, bro. That's We're dropping awesome. that new fire. Fire, yeah. Well, and I've, I've listened to it quite a bit. I had Mario send it to me. I've checked it out. It's awesome. Um, you know, a lot of times when I, I get uh, sent hardcore and like, um, I don't know what we call this. Like, what, what subgenre of hardcore would you would you categorize Arcline? I know this is ridiculous, but like for to explain to people what you sound like, even though they'll hear you here. Ooh man, subgenre of hardcore. Like they all yeah, have to, you know, they all have to go into a thing, right? Like according to somebody's rules, I don't know whose, but they all have to like go into an- another folder. Fair, yeah, um, dude, yeah, that's 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 man. I've actually never really thought about the subgenre of hardcore, just because I'm, you know, I'm fucking an old hardcore kid myself, and just I, I, I realize there are, you know, certain bands that kind of swing one way or the other, but. Um, Dang, if I had to put it into, I don't know if like stoner core is is a subgenre. At this I don't point. think that is, um, but we can make it one. See, that's also the nice thing is we don't have to follow any rules. We can just pretend to. We do what we I like want it, here. Dude. We, yeah, yeah, we make we make it up our, our own. You know, I mean, I wouldn't, I don't want to get confused, or I don't, you know, I don't want to confuse people with making them think that we're like stoner metal or anything like that. We just like to smoke weed and play hardcore you know you know what i try not um, to do is worry about other people so we're not going to worry about other people on here so if they get the wrong idea then that's their own pro- fucking problem okay fair so 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 we sound like we're having way too serious of a conversation for the words that we're actually saying but that's all right i know i like it dude i like it you know stoner core man that could be a thing dude you know <laughs> 
<laughs> well, so like you know, the, you know, straight edge kids kind of have like posi core. I feel like you know that's. I mean, I associate posi core with straight edge. So I mean, maybe maybe stoner core could be a more of like a new age twenty twenty kind of fucking vibe, it, right? It, it could be because there's definitely the drinking bands, you know, but there's not so much right. the you know the the the, the weed friendly bands. But yeah, the, so yeah. just plant the flag. Just it starts with you. It starts with Arcline. Oh my god, I fucking love what you just said. To plant the flag, dude. Yes, that's what I'm talking about, baby. Yeah. Well, so, so this is you know, from what I from what I figured out by looking you guys up. And I, well, I first heard the song Scorpion when uh, it got released on what like a lyric video, right? Right. Yeah. And I and I was I, I very much liked it and uh, talked to Mario about it a little bit. But I, then I went and I looked back at, and you guys existed previously, but it seems like there was a period of dormancy. And now you're back. Is that what happened? Yep, that's yep. You pretty much nailed it, bro. Um, we, I, you know, I started this project, um, God, you know, about five years ago, and uh, had a had a pretty much a whole different lineup. I mean, I was playing guitar, and uh, you know, I had a, I had a few kids who were still in school, and they kind of moved away, um, and you then. Then I started kind of focusing more, uh, you know, just doing more tours with hoods. And then I also play in the band called Matriarchs here from L.A. Um, so I was kind of, you know, kind of shifted gears and focused on other musical projects. And then, uh, you know, honestly, bro, it wasn't until recently where I was like, man, I just want to, I kind of want to just do my own shit again. And right. uh, put, put put my efforts and my creative juice into, you know, something, something that I, is a little bit more ownable to me. Um, I started to kind of audition for new vocalists, which wasn't really working out, honestly. Uh, so I just got to the point where I was like, man, fuck it. I'll just do the vocals. Uh, I, you know, I'd never done vocals in a band before, like being the front front man or whatever. Like, cause I've, you know, I've done in, in all the bands that I played with, I've always done like backup type vocals and whatnot, but I've never yeah. been like the, the, the main thing. So like I'll be straight up. It's definitely been a, a cool challenge for me to kind of step into this role and uh, switch my brain musically to rather thinking of songs like from a, I guess a musical level, um, you know, where I'm holding the guitar and strumming it and playing notes to now I got to like, you know, take that and transform it into words and delivery, um, which is really cool. I'll be honest with you. Man. It's definitely been a cool challenge for me to, to, to go into this realm so um it's going from i I, i've only sung for a band so i I never had to do any of the other stuff and uh which to me the biggest perk is that i never had to carry anything into a show have you (laughs) are you enjoying that that part of being an arc line or do you feel guilt and you have to pick something up Oh man, that's so funny. I mean, I wouldn't say I feel guilt. I just it's just normal for me to carry gear. For no, sure. man, you're the singer. It's right of passage. You don't have to touch anybody's shit. You just get to wait until you play, oh, and then you man. walk away. You leave them there. You let them tear it down. This is the best part about that's, being the singer. You know, oh my god, it's such. You know, you're right. It's such a beautiful thing, but it's something that, like it's it's still all new to me, man. Like the guitar player, you know, and the guitar player like in me <laughs> wants to still help break down. You know, all right. Well, as passage. long as you're not helping the drummer. Just don't help the drummer, and then agreed. He brought too much. Agree with you on that. <laughs> he always brings too much, so don't help him. Oh man, I and can man. definitely agree with you on that one. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you started this 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 backup again, and uh, and it's it's just interesting. I had a, uh, a conversation with um, 
I don't know if you know him, but I'm sure you know the band Blaze from In Cold Blood, where he kind of had a similar thing where he was he had never sang. And then he decided, fuck it, I want to do this music. I want to sing or I'm just going to learn to sing and do it myself. And uh, and so he did. And for you, was it was it tough to kind of entrust the rest of the band with the music or is that easy? Well, I mean, I wouldn't even, you know, I mean, I actually pretty much already had these songs written. Okay. Um, I had most of the, yeah, I had these songs, I had the songs that are on the EP pretty much already written musically. Um, fortunately, you know, some like Gabe, uh, the, the new guitar player who came in, he was able to sprinkle some of his flavor on it with some of the lead stuff. Um, some like the fancier kind of like intricate note stuff on, on the EP, but uh, for the most part, all the skeleton and foundation was already written because you know, I mean, I'm, I mean, I, I've always been a creator as far as when it comes to musically. Not even just in hardcore. I mean, I create all kinds of different kinds of music. Um, so, like, you know, basically, I kind of already had the foundation for these guys to learn. Um, but there was no vocals written to them at all. It right. was only music. So I kind of had to like come up with lyrics and you know, obviously, come up with different vocal delivery and. Um, which was a challenge, man. Like I said, uh, just is just so different, so different thinking of a guitar riff as opposed to like how am I how am I going to say this line in this sure. in this part? <laughs> um, so I can only uh, I can only imagine since that's what you've only done is like vocals. Uh, you know, it'd be, it'd be I feel like that. Oh, it's always an interesting exercise whenever you kind of trying to flip the script and have to do something where you're not you know in your element or what or what or whatnot. Oh God, if I tried to write a song, it'd just be clicks and clacks, man. I'd sound like I'm talking. To <laughs> I don't. I got no. I got no musical talent at all. If you don't provide me everything, then I can't write anything. You know, like, but yeah. But with it, with uh, so with this one, this is uh, it's this is it's five songs, right? Yep, it's five songs, and is it coming out as a seven inch or an LP? It's coming out as a seven inch. It's coming yeah, out as the, a seven the inch. Five, yeah, the, yeah, the five songs pretty much clock in right under fifteen minutes, so we thought it would be perfect for an EP. Cool, and and but all right, so you got. I mean, I I, I assume you had to assume I would ask about this. The song titles, like I'm not just imagining that almost all of them are Mortal Kombat related. Right? Yeah, I mean you're pretty you're pretty much right. They're all yeah, I guess almost all of them. You're actually right because there is a cover on the EP which is not a Mortal Kombat character. But you know, yeah, I, I mean, truth be told, bro, I think uh, when I was kind of uh, doing like pre-production, um, just kind of writing the songs, my roommate at the time had gotten um the new mortal Kombat video game and i've you know i'm you know i'm an, I'm an older dude so i was out when you know I, I grew up with mortal Kombat when that shit was in the arcade or whatever right so i mean to me mortal Kombat has always been on another level as a video game just in particular um but yeah i remember my roommate had gotten like the newer ones so like that that just sparked all kinds of creative fucking flow with me and i you know just, and those were honestly just kind of the i guess placeholder titles at the time yeah and uh you know and it just got to the point where i was like man fuck it i don't care these this this is what i'm gonna call the song <laughs> <laughs> i was like i like the names and you know to be honest with you i mean i mean i've got a few people ask me about it already and I, i'm even just considering to keep it going dude uh, you might as well you know, there's maybe, plenty of characters i'm sure there's plenty of characters exactly and i feel like you know each character has its own vibe 
you know, it's kind of like, you know, so they're like superheroes in, in, in respect where they have their own little power or whatever. So, you know, I feel like the same way the songs have their own vibes, like the characters kind of have their own vibes too. Yeah, and I think you're right. But I, 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 the, uh, the the my my only thing to reference and relate to with Mortal Kombat is, uh, and specifically the characters' names is that I I always held on to Baraka. Are you familiar with Baraka? Is like basically the one with oh, the, yeah. the long fingernails. Oh, yeah. And that that yeah. is just when I was a kid. I used to always call somebody that if they scratched me while I was playing basketball. And that's Baraka. That, yeah, you fucking Baraka motherfucker. You know, get, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that, that's that's all I got for that one. But I but I but I was looking at it and I was like, why does this? I haven't played you know Mortal Kombat since since Sega in the nineties. And I was like, what? Why is this? Why does this look familiar? And then like, I didn't catch on at Scorpion, but then looking at his at uh, Jax and Liu Kang, I was like, all right, I. I yeah, I see all right. I, I, I see, see what they're doing yeah, here. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> why Why did you call this uh, the CP Gateway Drugs? Ooh, man, that's a great question. Um, we were kind of playing around with, you know, names for the record. Uh, and it wasn't until one night um, when I was leaving our rehearsal studio here in L.A. Um, we were outside, you know, smoking weed or something. And... Uh, I noticed that there was some fresh graffiti um, that someone rocked on on the wall that's kind of right outside of our studio, and in big letter and huge letters, um, and not even like very well done graffiti. I mean, this this honestly looks like some like chicken scratch shit. Yeah. Um, someone had blasted this wall that said "Gateway Drug," and honestly, as soon as I saw it, I was like, "That's it, right there." Yeah. Um, I was like, that's going to be the name of the the EP for sure. Um, just because it was kind of, it just related to where we were at as a time as a band. And, uh, I, you know, to me, hardcore music in general has almost been like a gateway drug where it's kind of introduced me to so many different things in my life where I just felt like, man, this, this kind of reflects and represents what hardcore and this EP is about to me. Well, how, how, I mean, I, I try not to ask this question a lot because, uh, Sometimes I feel like it, it, you know, it becomes like a shitty superhero story. But because we're talking about it here, I want to get a brief. Uh, how did you? How did you yourself get involved into hardcore? Oh wow! Um, like, what was the uh, what was the catalyst for you? It was like this was this is my shit. You know, when I was in when I was just in high school, I was in because you know, like in high school. Or I guess, I don't know, maybe this isn't like, you know, reflective of everyone's high school experience, but um, in my experience, my high school was, you know, uh, there was different cliques, there's different groups of friends and people, you know, throughout the little school. And I always was kind of hanging around like the skaters um, and the metalheads. I was definitely in the skater metalhead crew. And uh, it wasn't until one of the guys in like the big fucking metal band at the high school. Um, he's the one who actually, um, he's the one who got introduced to Mike Hood and he became the bass player for Hoods at the time, my homie Mario. Um, and it wasn't until, yeah, he, he kind of got involved with Hoods and hardcore. And then when Mike Hood decided to start his side project at the time, which was called Beatdown, um, and which, and we eventually changed the name to above this world. Um, Mario kind of came at me and was like, yo man, I know you're in the metal. 
he's like, I, I think you'll dig this this other band that we're, we're starting up right now. You should come play bass for us. And Mario is my catalyst to hardcore because yeah. ever since he made that introduction, pretty much flipped my whole fucking life. Um, and he was always the homie who would always put me up on all the new hardcore albums and everything too. Um, so I definitely got a lot of respect and definitely got a lot of fucking props for Mario. Um, yeah, he was the bass player for Hoods for the longest time. Um, he's pretty much on every record, um, uh, pretty much all the, the older records, I should say. Um, but that's pretty much how I got introduced into hardcore. That's cool. So did, do, did you, are you saying you played on that Above This World record? Uh, the first, which, uh, the, the first one that one came out, I'm record. thinking the one that came out on Thorpe. Yeah. It was, was that a self yeah. self-titled? Yep. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know no, that. I think That's... it was called End of Days. I'm was pretty it? sure it was called End of I can, Days. I can picture yeah, the yeah. cover, and I know that it was on Thorpe, but I couldn't think of the album title. But yeah, I, I remember that record. Yeah. It was a pretty good record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah oh, definitely, man. It's it's crazy how we get, you know, especially, you know, when you know kids find out that I was the original bass player, people always want to hear that shit. Um, and, you know, we definitely, you know, Mike, me and Mike have considered trying to do some, you know, just special kind of reunion show or something just to play those songs. But, uh but yeah, man. I, yeah, I was I was originally in that band, and that's what kind of opened me up to the whole hardcore world. Uh, that's very cool. Very cool. I didn't know that was. Uh, I, well, I didn't know you went that far back with them. But I guess that's is that how far? What when is above this world? What year is that? Oh man, we're talking late nineties. So I mean, you're looking at like ninety eight, ninety nine. Is that, is that one that is Thorpe Records, man? Yeah, Thorpe Records used to put out so many good records. I don't know if they put out any records now. But they used to put I, out know, so I, many good records. I even have a Thorpe Records mug yeah. here. <laughs> oh my god! I have a Thorpe no, Records coffee right. mug. They, yeah, they used to put. Yeah, they used to put out some great records. And you know, back in the day, Mike, uh, Mikey Hood had his own little label, West Coast Worldwide. Yeah. And uh, we did a. We also were featured. You know, we were featured on his comps that he would do. But we also did a three-way split back in the day with uh, a, a, a band from Pennsylvania. Who I'm sure you're probably familiar dysphoria? with, uh, Dysphoria. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's yeah, what a, I was, was going to mention. Yeah, it yeah. A, yeah, it was a three-way split between Hoods, Above This World, and Dysphoria. Yeah, yeah, Dysphoria around here is beloved. You know, they're 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 one of the and 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 I think for that same reason, uh, at least Hoods has always had a had a great rapport in the area too. Is you know just they've they've always kind of been linked Hoods and Dysphoria, and I guess by association Above This World too. But but I mean Hoods, of course, was was the more uh, prevalent, the, the more you know more well known band of, out of all of them. But yeah, oh for sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, so so, with why why did you decide to bring Arcline back now? Um, dude, Dan, like I, yeah, like I was saying, uh, you know, I was felt like I was just devoting so much time to other creative projects where I had a, you know, I had a plethora of songs and creativity of my own that I was like that I just wanted to channel and and put out there. Um, you know, I figured I had already started Arcline at one point, um, and and you know, like I, I just I, there was real no there was really no end. It was just the fact that there was some some of the members who had kind of moved away, and then I got busy with other projects where you know I I didn't have wasn't spending as much time on Arcline. So I decided I was like, you know what, man, I've I've I feel like I've helped other bands and contributed so much to other projects where. I was like, man, I should be doing the same for myself, honestly. Sure. Yeah. Um, 
um, something that I would have control over, something that, you know, would be more so my baby because, you know, I've, I've always spent so much time with helping other people grow their own babies where I'm like, man, dude, it's, it's, it's time for me to kind of, you know, focus and harness all this energy towards my own shit. So that way, you know, I could do things on my own and not necessarily have to, you know, be in someone else's band, I guess you could say. Of course, yeah. And, but 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 being that you've been in all those other bands and you've had all these other resources and experiences, how much has that helped you and or helped our client and benefited you? Um, you know, just from all this time with Hoods, with Above This World, with whichever. Like you know, it's, you, basically, I'm asking, do you, what have you been able to pick up from those bands that you know whether to what to and not to do with our client? Oh man, um, well, man, I tell this to anyone, bro. If you can tour with Hoods, you can tour with anybody. <laughs> and I've toured, and I've toured with Hoods for a good part of my life, man. I think I was looking back. Um, God, I think my first U.S. tour with Hoods was in 2003. So I mean, I've I've definitely you know done done quite, done a lot with them for for quite some years, and uh, you know, I, you know, Mike Hood. I owe that dude the world because he's fucking given me the world. Um, and honestly, like I've learned so much from touring with hoods, bro. Like, I, I mean, like I, I could, I feel like I could be like a consultant, a fucking tour consultant at this point. Yeah. Not necessarily like a tour manager. Cause I wouldn't want to do that. Cause I literally just did that in Europe and fuck doing that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I feel like I could easily be a consultant and, you know, giving bands, tips and you know uh i guess advice on you know certain things as far as touring is concerned and then uh you know i mean i've just and as far as this other band shit like i've you know done trial and error um done trial and error with different releases and uh you know just playing different shows and whatnot um i feel like with with all of the experience it's definitely helped me kind of become smarter about certain things and you know i mean still to me like you know you're being if you're in a band essentially you're going to have to deal with other people unless you're dealing with like unless it's like you're like a solo artist and you got one of those like looper pedals and you're just making all the noises and singing by yourself i feel like if you're in a a weirdo unless you're a weirdo (laughs) you're a weirdo (laughs) yeah yeah. no but i mean like to me that's just one thing that it's always going to be a learning experience, no matter what is, you know, just having to be mindful of other people because, you know, I mean, obviously we're dealing with creativity and not everyone, you know, not everyone takes cre- creative uh, criticism the same way. Um, and just, you know, obviously people have fucking sensitivities that other, you know, some people don't. So sure. being able to like adapt and I guess, you know, just, having to deal with different types of people is always going to be a learning experience. And especially being in a band with people, it's always going to be, there's always going to be something, man. I feel like <laughs> I hear you. I, that, that all makes sense to me. And uh, clearly, and if uh, I think it's an obvious, not, not obvious, sorry, it's not an obvious thing to be prepared for because it's a, I mean, even just the idea of constructing constructive criticism is, to, like you said, tough to swallow for some people, and uh, I think I think it goes it goes a long way. But with with uh, with this one, you hooked up with uh, with Mario from Upstate, and Upstate's been putting out a lot of good records lately. At a tick that I'm, I don't know how he's keeping up with this exactly, but uh, 
but you you're dropping this one on the first and you've got you've got some uh interesting artwork going on here what's happening on the cover of gateway drugs oh bro i feel like you will appreciate this so yeah um, you know that was i mean my my thing with gateway drugs honestly from the get was i ain't cutting any corners bro i want to make sure everything that i'm putting into this is is 100 percent all you know everything about it so you know that's why you know we recorded with my homie taylor you know we had um nick townsend do the mastering you know we were making sure that the product and everything was like legit as fuck because i feel like you know especially since we especially since arcline the band kind of took a little pause and then now we're kind of doing a resurgence uh for lack of a better term um i wanted to make sure everything was on point and uh the artwork, I was kind of like vetting different artists just to, to kind of, you know, pick up, you know, different people's styles or whatnot. And I came across this tattoo artist in Philly um, by the name of Henry Hablack. I don't know if you're familiar with him. No, at all. I don't know him, no. Um, but, man, you should definitely check out his work. He's fucking dope. Um, he's the one who, who, you know, he's the one who did all the art for the for the album and it was funny because I, when I when I originally um, reached out to him, you know, I kind of had a kind of had a vision of what I wanted, and he came back at me and was like, "Yo, bro, this is like way too much. You need to like give me some room to breathe." And I and I was like, "Man, dude, like I feel bad because he's right. He's an artist. You know, I do got to give him some room to breathe." So we basically just landed on the idea of doing like a surrealist Egyptian scene, and what you see on the cover is what he fucking came up with. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. That's that, that that's interesting. And it's a very very different, uh, very different cover. I, I I don't know why I think it's very different, but it just really is a very different cover for a hardcore record. And I, it totally yeah. stands out. And I think it's I think it's cool what 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 you guys are doing with the vinyl and to to match it. And I think it's uh, it's 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 so dominant. God, I fucking I wish I could talk like an art person, but I just don't have it in me. But it's like so. <laughs> Like it's so color dominant. It's like dominant of two colors, really. I don't fucking know what I'm trying to say. I'm colorblind too. What do I know? But <laughs> well, shit, man, you're doing a great job of describing right there. But no, yeah, I agree with you. We we wanted it to be different, um, you yeah. know, because I mean, you know, I mean, I feel like there's there's plenty of cool. I mean, we there was there was talk of potentially doing like a, a photograph or, you know, um, <clears throat> excuse me. There's a, there was other artistic um, directions that we were exploring for sure but um but we but i know in my mind that i i wanted it to be different i wanted it to not necessarily look like your typical you know hardcore you know with your um i don't know i mean i don't want to like talk about any other covers at this point yeah but 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 it's funny you don't even need to say what what you mean and i know what you mean and what what is is there any is there anything of Arcline, and I don't even mean this in a in a in a negative way, but that you want to intentionally step away from hoods? Like, is there anything where you're like, okay, hoods? Like, we know hoods will have like a cool like, uh, what record am I thinking of? Uh, Ghetto Blaster, like a, a cool cover like that. But then this is kind of on the other end. Is that is there any of that that's intentional? No, I mean I wouldn't say it's intentional at all because I mean honestly, you know. Hoods had Sean Taggart do right. I mean, uh, at least, at least, I think two or three. I think Sean. Time, I think did Sean he, did. Uh, did the did other pray one? For death. Pray for death. Yeah. Yeah, he did pray for death. I'm pretty sure he did Ghetto Blaster, and then he also did uh, Pit Beast as well, if I remember correctly. That's the, that's and, you the know, one I was thinking. Of. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's like you know, 
uh, you know, as much, you know, I love Sean and then I forget what the other artist's name, but there's that other artist who's done, I think it's Dan Seagrave, I believe. No, Seagrave's like, done. Seagrave's a death metal guy. Okay, but, but you get what I'm saying, though. It's like, I feel like so many bands have capped these artists where, you know, right, it is right. cool. It's a cool, it's a cool, you know, it's an honor to have them do it and whatnot. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I just kind of wanted to stand out a little bit. That's, that's, what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. You just want to, like, you know, differentiate yourself and... And I, what I'm saying, whether you do that intentionally or not, I appreciate that it, that it looks differently. And it's, yeah, I don't know, it's 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 a cool look. But with the with the, and then to go along with that, you also had one of these uh, that that lyric video that we talked about done too. Which I mean, I know um, people do them frequently now, but like just as I was looking watching yours, it seems a little like it's probably a little more complicated than I understand. The lyric video, you know, I'm um, like, who who the hell does I mean, that? Who? Yeah, you know, I mean, we, honestly, there was like a time crunch where we weren't able to really film anything, so we just felt like the best other option would be to do the lyric video, and uh, you know, because I mean, I feel like you know, especially in hardcore, you know, kids are always going to be about the lyrics, right? Um, so I felt like you know, instead of them having to like scroll through the comments or even hit the uh, you know, hit the description for the lyrics. It's like, might as well just, you know, just give them a fucking video. So all I got to do is watch it. Um, and I felt like, you know, even in the, in the lyric video, the artwork really shined through that. Um, you could really, you know, uh, it just gave it a whole vibe. I agree. I agree completely. I agree. And that, and that's where I think, why I think, uh, like, fuck, I don't like, you know, you, you wouldn't know it, but I work in like, I work in printing and graphics and all this, but for some reason, like just watching like simple things like that, where the artwork's moving, like how the hell did they do that? That's so amazing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Technology, the right technology these days can really do some crazy shit. Um, You know, and I, you know, I wanted to, you know, we could have done, we definitely were considering going the route of a more basic type of lyric video, but um, but like I said, man, no cutting corners. I wanted to make sure everything was like proper. Um, and I felt, yeah, I felt like, um, uh, homeboy, homeboy who did the, the video, I, I forget his name. I think it's Scott. Um, Scott, he did a fucking great job. He, he really nailed it on that video. It does look good. What, what, why, uh, not necessarily. Okay. Wh- why did you go with Scorpion? Is that what you feel is the best song on the record or is that just one you thought would go over the best? Bro, if I was going to say we were doing a temperature check of the fucking album, Scorpion's got that heat, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, and and to be straight up with you, it's the first track on the record, too. Right. It was, it's, always just, it's just always been, this, this, to me, like the, the song that's really going to give you an idea of what we're about right now. Um, um, it's funny, like, I forget, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the, the famous producer, uh, Howard Benson. Um but Howard Benson, I remember he made some quote. He was like, "Man, if you're a you know if you're a songwriter, if you're an artist, he's like, you need to be writing like a hundred songs minimum a year." He's like, "So that way you can tell which ones are the good ones and the bad ones." And you know that that comment really resonated with me just because I write so much different types of stuff. And yeah, you know, definitely. And I remember when I presented the track Scorpion to the other guys in the band, they were all they you know they all just flipped over it and. You know, just it just has that vibe and it has that sound where, you know, to me, I was like, this this is definitely the track we want to introduce, you know, everyone to for sure first. 
Well, I do think it was a good call, and I I I, I think it's the best one on the track on the record. But I do think the, all the others live up to it. And the one that I was surprised by, and I'm, I'm forgetting which one it's called now, but the one with the singing to start it. Which one is that? Was that oh, Luke Kang? Kang. Is that, yeah, yeah, it's Luke, Luke Kang. Kang yeah. what, what's happening there? Who's that? Okay, so, yeah, man, I'm glad you brought this one up because I actually, that, that song to me too, it's, it's the most vocally diverse of the EP where you're going to, yeah, like you said, you're going to hear some female singing you're gonna hear some rapping you're gonna hear a bunch of different shit right um so when i was doing pre-production uh recording vocals for that track um there was there actually wasn't any singing in the beginning originally but when i was doing the pre-pro i kind of just heard this melody going along with the guitar track in the back and then just wrote the lyrics to it and um and I and honestly, Dan, I had never intended on me singing the part. Yeah. I as soon as I heard it in my head, and as soon as I wrote the lyrics to it, I was like, "Yo, this got to be a female vocal." Um, because if, I was like, "Just a female is going to capture the vibe, and they're going to be able to deliver the, the the type of intensity that I would want for this part." And uh, there's this lovely girl who used to work at the agency that I work at, named Lorraine Corona. And we had always talked about doing a project musically together. And, uh, yeah, she was the first person that I thought of when I had this melody in mind. So I just hit her up uh, on the weekend and just asked her if she'd be down to come in and just do a, like a you know pre-pro little track, like a little demo track. And uh, she was totally down. And she fucking, dude, she walked into the rehearsal studio and just killed it. Yeah. First, like, first time. Uh, it's funny because she was... You know, she's got a soulful voice. Uh, she's not really, I mean, I don't know what her history is, but I know she had mentioned, like, she doesn't really do screaming. So this was, like, definitely going to be a, a new thing and new challenge for her. And uh, like I said, man, she walked, when, when I had her come and do the demo recording, like, she just killed it um, to the point where I was like, okay, we, she only had to do it, like, a couple of times. I was like, all right, you got this. Right. Um, but, yeah, that, I mean, I was actually stoked to have her, uh, record on that on that track because like i said i ever since i wrote the part i was like a female definitely has to do this part it ain't gonna be me because i didn't <laughs> envision it for me <laughs> right right well so so it, it, when when this record comes out wh what are you most looking forward to on the release on this are you are you doing tours on it or are you just is it just playing the songs and having people know what you're doing is it getting it physically in your hand you know these type of things yeah, well, I mean, that's, I mean, the main goal right now is just to get that exposure out there. Right. You know, so that's why we, we appreciate you having us on, on your podcast. Of course. Um, you know, just help, helping, helping get the word out. Um, cause we had a, you know, we, you know, we were a band five years ago and kind of took a little break. So there wasn't any, there's not, it's not like they were picking up on any momentum that we had or anything like that. We're kind of starting fresh. So at this yeah. point, you know, we're just trying, we're just trying to get, to get it out there. Um, I told, um, yeah. Definitely had talked to Mario about touring plans and whatnot, and uh, <clears throat> still looking into some for the next year. Uh, but right now, we're just trying to focus on basically just focus on California because between Southern California and Northern California, we, you know, have pretty good connects throughout the state. Yeah. And uh, it's a big state, man. So I'm, I feel like um, it's a big state, and, and you know, for hardcore, it's a, it, you know it's there's got a lot we got a lot going on right now southern california and northern california so 
I mean, that's definitely what the, the goal is future-wise right now is to kind of just blow up the state, honestly. Well, yeah, I think I, I think California is probably way bigger than I understand. Like, there's only three states on that coast, right? Uh, right? Is yeah, it like yeah. California, oh, right? yeah. Oregon, Washington? Like, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Yeah, We, we got like 30 on our side. Yeah, right. Like, I know, man. The, got, dri- the drives on tour out there are so much easier than when you come out here. <laughs> but so, so I, I, you know, I, I originally thought Arcline, because of your uh, because of your involvement in hoods, would have something to do with Sacramento. But then I realized the only thing I know about Sacramento is that people call it the Cleveland of California, and I don't know how <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know how justified that is. <laughs> But, oh my uh, god, that's fucking hilarious! I've only... never heard that before. <laughs> that is great. <laughs> the Cleveland of California, yeah. So wow. So that's I don't. Wild. I've I never heard that. I don't know. Like I don't know. You know. I don't. I don't. I, I was. I was kind of hoping you were from the Cleveland of California, but you're not. So you know, that's all right. But so so so, <laughs> so <Yeah>. like. <laughs> Sac- but I am though. I'm. I you know. I am from Sacramento. I grew up in Sacramento. You know, I lived I lived the first half of my life up there. I mean, that's how I knew. That's how I mean. I grew up with Hoods. I was always a fan of the band before I was in the band. Um, you know, I've known Mike for God, no, too, I've known Mike Hood for too long. Um, right. You know, I, you know that, that dude's like he's more of like a big brother to me at this point in my life. Um, and you know, I got a lot of love for Sacramento, man. I mean, every time I go up there, I still go up there for holidays and stuff because my family's still up there. I'm like my parents and my brother and his family. So I, I, I still go up there quite often. Um, and I got a lot of love for Sacramento, man. Sacramento right. is, it, it, it definitely, when you said the Cleveland, when you said Cleveland of the West Coast or whatever, man, I was Cleveland like, of oh, California. Dude, that's, yeah. That's kind of California, bro. That, that just makes so much sense. <laughs> um, but Sacramento is a good place, man. You know, especially nowadays too, where we got, you know, where we got homies who are more involved in the music scene, like uh, you know the home, the the homie Mexican Ben who used to sing for Hoods. Like he he's running the uh, uh, the Colonial Cafe up there now, and they're putting on hardcore shows. Um, we got First Entertainment, uh, First Unit Entertainment, I should say. You know, with Ricky Trigga from Lionheart. You know, those guys doing shows. Um, I actually I got a lot of love for Sacramento, bro. They they, they definitely rep hardcore fucking to the fullest. Nice, yeah, good. That's that's what I like to hear because I don't hear anything else about Sacramento. I always hear tons about Los Angeles, nothing about Sacramento. Somebody's got to say something eventually about San Diego, or it could just that's the one that's going to fall into the ocean, right? Or is that Los Angeles? Is yeah. that you or them? Or is it all of you nah, guys? Yeah. Are you all going? The thing it is, I, I think it's all of us. You know, that's why we. You know, I hate to say it, but my football team is moving to Las Vegas uh, next year. Oh, you're a Raiders fan. fan? I'm a Raiders fan for that's sure. That's your baby. own stupid and, you know, mistake. How many times do they move? Yeah. Like that's a that's that's your own fault. So that's why. Well, they've only well. Let's be real. They've only moved twice. They moved to Los Angeles, oh, okay. Oakland, and then they actually moved back to Oakland. And then they're so going to move right a to, third time. Moving to Las Vegas, and you know, just to get up back on topic, what you're talking <laughs> about. Vegas is going to be the beachfront property once all of SoCal goes under, bro. So yeah, I feel yeah. like you might as, might as well invest in those Raiders season tickets now. Oh, wow, they're cheap. They're cheap as shit now, for sure. Oh, I'm sure they're cheap right now, for sure, yeah. Well, they're, they're uh, the, well, all right. Now, see, usually I can, I, I, I'm on a, so we're going to deviate over here to, or get off track to a little bit of sports talk here. But see, I'm, I'm a Philly guy. So, so uh, normally, 
<laughs> normally I would I, I wouldn't have much room to talk, but I'm still riding the two year high of a Super Bowl win. So like, hey baby, you gotta hold on to that man. We get that's we get to huge, talk shit. A huge ordeal. Man. Talk shit forever about it. Yeah, you yeah. you have to, man. You have to definitely, man. I, I believe me. If, if the Sacramento Kings ever won the fucking oh, NBA the, title, hey, I would I would hold on to that forever. Hey, look, know? look. I'm, I'm a I'm a big NBA fan. I'm not gonna lie to you. Right now, I'm actually watching the Hawks Sixers game as we're talking. But the Kings, De'Aaron Fox, Marvin Bagley, uh, Buddy Heald. You got a team happening. Vladdy Divac is they're putting young, something. Right? Vladdy yeah. Divac is putting something together back there. They're fast. They're good. It ain't Mitch Richmond. You know, not that that was ever good. It's not Chris Webber. That never got you anywhere either. It's not Jason yeah, Williams. Yeah. But, you know, it's they're getting there again. Yeah, you know, they're, they're building for sure. They're definitely building. And, you know, it, it's tough for me because, you know, like I, I root for the Kings and I live in Los Angeles. So, obviously, I'm dealing with the big fucking team Ooh. down here this year, yeah. especially, you know. A lot, a lot of talk, a lot of, a lot of hype going on down in L.A. right now off of their basketball teams, too. So, um I'm I'm just uh, like you know I'm just I'm just hoping that the and you know the west the west division is always the toughest one anyway so oh yeah I mean yeah. It, it's going to be a miracle if you so, could ever really make it to that level again but well the fact that I, I know we're 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 totally ruining this for everybody who's listening for t- hardcore talk but like the fact that the, the there's so many teams just in California just just go with NBA teams. You got the Warriors, the Kings, the Clippers, the Lakers. I've got to be missing like three more. You know, like there is. There definitely is. Um, especially you know, like you said, not even just basketball, bro. I mean, you know, football. We just got you know, LA has two teams now. I mean, baseball. We got two teams here. Um, it's definitely definitely a lot of competition. But obviously, you know, there's a lot of history. And, um, you know, a lot of expectation for these teams in LA. That's for sure. It is, but uh, at least with, at least with the Kings, at least with the Kings, there isn't that same expectation. Right, so. right, and I, I have no problem with the Kings live up to it, but I'd rather not see at least the Lakers live up to it. So go Clippers, I guess is our only hope. Yeah. Okay. I'm, yeah, you know, <laughs> I'd be okay with that because uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of Kawhi Leonard, so I'm actually oh. glad that he's on the Clippers. How can't you be? He's a psychopath. But yeah. But all right, dude. Let's let's go. <laughs> we got way off track here. Let's co- let's come let's come back to your record, real quick. Um, are you? Is there? You got any release shows lined up for this, or is there anything going on this weekend to, for the for the release of this record? Um, no, we're not doing any release show. We don't have anything booked yet. Um, I was kind of trying to work on that while I was in Europe, but just wasn't able to lock anything in i am i mean i'm pretty fucking stoked because marauder and leeway are going to be here in town on wednesday um so i'm going to be there just repping that that tour in general because marauder uh george jorge that's my boy um we did hoods did a marauder tour back in the day that uh where i was able to meet george and um yeah that like that's my dude right there so I'm, i'm actually pretty stoked to see marauder here this week um and I know they actually they just announced the big uh, toy toy drive show today, which is already looking like it's going to be a pretty good lineup. So I'm hoping that we might be able to hop on that. I saw that's um, a, that's a, that's like a, that's a big LA thing, right? I saw it was an announcement one of three, I believe. Right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely yeah. It's a big toy drive that um, Nate from Zibalba. Um, he he holds this this event every year. It's a fucking dope event. You know, everyone brings toys for the kiddos. And then get to see like a bunch of cool ass bands in return, which is which is dope for me. So, cool, cool. Well, 
I hope, uh, I hope, I hope the, well, let's, let's wrap it up. And I hope this, the, the release of this record goes well and, uh, everybody enjoys it. Like I think they will, because I do think it's a very, it's a very strong, uh, EP for five songs. Uh, you're really putting your stamp on your sound immediately. And I think that's pretty cool. And I think it's going to go over great. And I think you got a great thing going with upstate and Mario. The record looks cool. It sounds good. And, uh, I don't know. I'm just, I'm excited for you. I hope it goes well. Thanks, Dan. Yeah, bro. We, uh, we're, we're pretty excited too, man. Can't, you ain't got nothing but love for Mario and Kim at Upstate. They've been fucking like completely awesome about everything. Um, it's definitely, definitely big fucking big props to them because, you know, I mean, I, to me, it's just like you were kind of going on a little bit earlier. Um, it just amazes me how much those two are fucking, they have going on right now right. Um, with the label and everything. Uh, yeah. And they're releasing some great shit. I'm really looking forward to that. Smash Your Enemies, which is supposed to come out tomorrow. Those are the homies from Detroit. Um, that shit, that shit sounds like it's going to be a banger too. So <laughs> I'm actually really, yeah, I'm really stoked on Upstate um, in general. Just not even because we're on the label, but just like all the other bands that they got, they got coming out right now. Oh, they're a good one. What the, the, probably the best one going at the moment. I agree. All right, Marty, thank you for talking. I totally appreciate it. Dan, I appreciate you fucking having us on here, man. Like, it means the world to me, bro, for reals. Like I said, we're just trying to get that exposure and get kids to listen to us, man. So having me on here, man, dude, appreciate it so much. Absolutely. Anytime. Take care, my man. All right, brother. Later.
There you go, people. That was my conversation with Marty. Marty was fun to have on. He was fun to talk to. I like the ones who don't take themselves too seriously. And that's my guy right there, Marty. So thanks to Marty for coming on and talking. Um, the record, again, called Gateway Drugs, drops today, November 1st, on Upstate Records. Uh, check it out. Go buy a copy. I'm sure you want a physical copy. I got to get myself a physical copy of that one, too. It looks nice. I told you it looks nice. I like the way it looks. For that reason alone, buy that 7-inch. Um, that's it for this one. I don't, I don't know what's coming up on the next one. I don't think it's none of your fucking business, either. Well, maybe you know, maybe you would like to know, but no, I'm not telling you. Um if you want to get a hold of me for any reason whatsoever, you want to send your music in, you are always more than welcome to. I'm going to play another song that was uh, submitted that way uh, here at the end. But uh, you can do that at gettingitoutpodcast at gmail.com. Um, the Philadelphia 76ers at this point are 4-0. and And Carl Anthony Towns is a total bitch. And uh, we all know that now. Um, so it's important I keep you updated. 4-0, uh, and ladies and gentlemen. 4-0, and and Joel Embiid will be out now for two games on a suspension for what they call fighting, but was more just big people wrestling. Um, anyway, yeah, let's go back to the podcast. I could talk about the Sixers all night. So uh, you can uh, follow me on the Instagram at getting underscore it underscore out underscore podcast. There's a Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash getting it out podcast. Don't be shy and go to the getting it out, getting it out podcast store, which is on Teespring. There's uh, the latest shirt I designed. I'm my own designer now. Um, it's got the logo on the front and on the back across the shoulders. It's, uh, it says, Trump is a nerd. That's my nicest design yet, you know. I'm very proud of that one. I need to get myself one of those in bright orange. Um, anyway, I'm going to end this with a song from Abe out of the UK. The song is called uh, Delia or Delia. I'm not exactly sure how to say it correctly, but Delia, we'll say. The song's called Delia. What do they call themselves? They call themselves uh, uh, Progressive Post-Hardcore Math Punk. Uh, you decide if that's a genre. That's not up to me. Um, I, I believe, though, they have uh, a good sense of humor, so I appreciate that. So uh, check out this this song. Go check them out. Their information will be in the show notes. And uh, do whatever else you want to do with your day. All right. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Ah!